On this week's episode, we're hitchhiking our way through the grisly case of the backpacker murders and compare it to the 2005 movie Wolf Creek. So grab some trail mix and meet us in the pod shed. We're beer bonging fosters and talking about murder. everyone welcome back to another episode of thc true hollywood crime i'm your host mariah this is your other host bailey hey this is episode nine yes and uh we're happy to be here yeah we have exciting news this is i guess our hopefully first (laughs) official recorded time in the pod shed we're in the shed people if you if you listen to the beginning i always say you know do this this and this and then join us in the pod shed the pod shed is my garden shed in my backyard that my husband has lovingly turned into a podcasting shed he's drywalled it made a whole ceiling for us painted it there's carpet there's furniture there's decorations you decorated it i decorated Mm -hmm. it Uh, well with bees um (laughs) decorations a lot of these decorations came from bailey's garage you guys soundproofed it for the most part except for the asshole dogs nothing we could do about them (laughs) yeah and the real problem is is it's hotter than fucking hell in northern california during Mm -hmm. the summer so we've actually tried to record in here twice the first time no shit it had to have been 115 degrees in here it was so hot the laptop wasn't working so and it was like moist hot it was straight up like we were in a swamp it was very hot and then we tried again like maybe the next week and it's user error i didn't turn on bailey's microphone so then we had to re-record that week so <laughs> third Wish time luck, guys. Yeah. third time's a charm we're in here we're really <clears throat> excited to finally be in our pod shed i can't guarantee it's always going to be in the pod shed because summer die. is not over yet in mm-hmm. chico um so we've actually been recording this on my bedroom floor next to my bed in my air conditioning vent. I have a great picture of Bailey in that setup. I'll post it on our Instagram. But um, as of tonight, we're in the pot shed. So when I have a spare minute, I'll do a little video of it and show you guys the vibe. I really like it in here. Yeah, it's super fun. Bailey hates the color, but I like the color at night. I think it's really pretty with our lights. <laughs> It does. It has a certain kind of appeal. Um, I have so much to fucking talk about this week. I'm really making up for my lack of things to talk about last week. I can't wait to hear about this new show that we can't discuss because we've been waiting. <laughs> Dude, we'll start there. I got hooked on this new show. My husband was out of town doing a job. And so I binge watched this show while he was gone. I think I watched it in maybe two days. It's called Normal People. It's amazing. You probably wouldn't like it. I love it. It's very slow, very quiet. Lots of hot sex in it. Um, the good BBC kind of sex. Yep. <laughs> it's the best. Um, it's based off a book, which I have not read. But, you know, maybe I will in the future. And if anybody's looking for a new show to binge, Normal People is it. It has like a quiet, smart girl with a bad attitude hooking up with like a shy, quiet jock who is also riddled with anxiety, which you realize later. And uh, they have a lot of hot sex that they have to keep on the down low and they have to keep their relationship keep a secret. 
and it's great i love it there's a lot of tension they're on again they're off again you just want them to be together but then you wouldn't have a great show to watch tons of tension i kind great. of enjoy when you get like mad at a show right when it brings yeah. out that kind of emotion in you where you're just like what the fuck yeah because it's like just other- be together stupid otherwise we're just gonna watch a show about happy people the whole time yeah but then it's hard because it's like season two do i want to see a season two or maybe they should just leave it alone. Maybe yeah. one season's perfect mm-hmm. because then it's like a whole nother season of they're going to have to be on again, off again for it to still have some drama to it. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know if I can handle another season of that. I, I This season really hit me a little hard. It was so too much. I don't know if I could handle more <laughs> on again, off again with them. Okay. So, and, and yeah, we can handle all of the Married at First Sights, which is n- nothing but on again, off again. Girl, season three, I'm two episodes deep. And once again, we have a... A, a, a bride at the altar who is not happy with her husband. We have two. Oh, I wasn't paying that much attention because I was doing my homework for yeah, this. No, we have episode. two. Um, one showed it a lot more than the other. The lady with the thin lips. She kind of looks like a Jersey Shore cast member. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, she is not into it at all. But the other girl that gets paired with... The smaller guy. Yes, he's half Indian, mm-hmm. half, I think, white. I think it's white. Mm-hmm. He, I don't like him at all. I mean, no offense to him. I'm sure he's a really nice guy. Motherfucker makes my pussy dry. Like It's a weird vibe. Like it's every, a very weird vibe. Uh-huh. And so that's her problem. I do not blame her. She's like, I can't shake this feeling that this isn't who, like, he really is. and Or, like, it just not even, I understand that. You might not be physically attracted to somebody at first, and then you get to know them and you become attracted. But I swear to God, if I sat down, I didn't watch the matchmaking special. I don't I just either. started on, I started on the I wedding. I started with the weddings, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch any of their stuff about who they are as people. Right, because none of that <laughs> is relevant at all. But I just feel like, man, if those experts were with me for however many interviews and, and asked me that me many questions. this motherfucker. Do you even know me? Mm-hmm. Like, no I'm sure he's the perfect man for somebody. Yeah. But it ain't me, sis. Yeah. And if you're only like two episodes in, I don't think they've even gotten into like their real deep issues. So it's it's a shit show this season for sure. Can't wait to watch good. it. It's not looking good. <laughs> How does the, the other one I was talking about when she did not like Homeboy at first, does she like start to soften up a little? She acknowledges that he's like an amazing person. Yep. So it's just like the other couple from. But first she's season? not doing a whole lot like there's so little effort on her end she's all you're so lucky to even be with me mm-hmm. which is not the case i know i mean um, i'm not attracted to him either but i don't think he's like a ghoul or anything no exactly <laughs> he kind of looks like someone's dad uh-huh which it's kind of what you're going into this for you want to find a baby daddy you want to find a dad like, <laughs> i mean i don't think i'm sure she could find a baby daddy anywhere you want to find a responsible father right. figure um so something I don't think we've talked about that's always bothered me. Why do these bitches not know how to cook? <laughs> no one on these fucking shows cook. Like, yeah. it's always been an issue in these relationships. I live by myself. I know how to fucking cook. Like, I don't eat out every night. How do these people not make dinner? And by the way, let's include the men in there, too. Oh, like, for sure. No one's cooking. No, they're always doing takeout. Like, it's a normal thing there. Yeah. So finally, one of the girls cooks, and I could not be more proud. Like, she didn't just cook. 
she like listened to what her man wanted and she fucking went all out. I think part of it also might be because this is the first season that they've switched over to Atlanta. Okay. I think before when they were in New York City, you either, I think eating out happens a lot more, maybe because yeah. of the small kitchens yeah, or because yeah, you yeah. have to work so much to live there. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like the whole like East Coast family thing, like I bet you they eat at their family's house a lot. Yeah. Okay. I picture those East Coast moms. You know, especially if they're Italian, right? Those Obviously. Italian moms cook a lot, yeah. but um, but that's always. But now it. they're in the South, baby. Mm-hmm. People cook in the South. Yep, amen. Um, that's so funny. I've never. Re- I noticed it last season. The couple that I liked at first, that was like his big thing. Was he was like she you- said that she was gonna go to the store and buy all the food. She and so they could saying- save money, and then every night it was sushi takeout, <laughs> the most expensive <laughs> fucking takeout possible. Not like taco truck or some shit. I don't no, think fu- they have taco trucks. Fucking su- sushi takeout. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. They lived above a fucking pizzeria or some shit. They lived yeah. above like an Italian deli or something. Oh, how and much it would you? still sushi every night to live on top of an italian deli i wouldn't i would die i would just be obese they couldn't get me (laughs) out the door like the carb overload i would bathe in marinara especially uh new york italian deli it's like next level baby Mm. okay so normal people great show if you're looking for a quiet sexy show um married at first sight great show if you want a bullshit garbage show that's fun to watch um did you hear that our boy robert pattinson has yes he has COVID-19. the covid cooties and so does the rock and his family yeah and the I, whole fucking family i swear to god if covid19 takes the rock i'm fucking quitting right i'm we all walking freaked out, out when tom hanks got it but now the rock's got it. it's like let's just kick it up an, an extra level but also i heard somewhere that steroids helps fight it off so mm-hmm. he's probably an immune person to the covid <laughs> he's gonna kick covid's ass all the steroids if in that anyone can fight it it's the fucking rock that's right, baby. Um, so I have a couple follow-ups from last week. Okay. Uh, let's Before start. Before you get into it, what are we drinking? Ugh. Do you want me to crack open part of my outfit? <laughs> I mean, if you want to, it's up to you. Okay. I'm also can... happy with wine. Yeah, let's finish. We got the wine open. We got the wine open. Um, we have an Australian-themed episode this w- week, guys. So B brought a giant can of Foster's. <laughs> Yeah, to have it. We were thinking about bonging it in our two-turn Tony beer bong. Um, however, it's very cold right now. The Fosters. And any responsible, well-trained beer bonger will know you he, don't beer bong an ice cold not beer. Not ice cold. You know, maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be warm. No, it's it's got to be beer bong temperature. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. You know. So my follow-ups from last week, our friend Stephanie was with us on Girls' Night chiming in, and she had mentioned that that water tank that Elisa Lamb was found in, that the opening was very small, and um, she's correct. The the opening isn't – I was picturing, like, the whole top opening, but apparently it was just, like, a latch door oh. that's only 16 inches big. So how she even got in there, you know, if she yeah. crawled in there herself, I don't know how she fit. She was a tiny woman. That's but it's a tiny, hard to fit into latch. Yeah. And I just want to correct myself because last week I said, I said, and it's still not solved. That's not true. As far as the records go, it is solved. It was an accidental murder or an accidental death gotcha. by drowning. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. So it is technically solved. Um, it's just a lot of people 
have questions. Of course. One of those questions is, why does the elevator door stay open for three minutes straight without her going in and out of it? She's, See? I didn't realize it because if you look at the clock, the clock is like sped up yeah. on the security f- footage. But she's standing outside talking for three minutes with nothing interrupting the door. And we had talked about that. And you had tried to reason like, oh, maybe because it's an old hotel, like it doesn't have like that safety feature to mm-hmm. close or whatever. And it's like, no, that was fucking weird. It was very weird. So then that feeds into the whole the CISO hotel is haunted theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also another correction of myself, as I said. God, <laughs> get it together. Whose fucking it, podcast is this? It was girls night, man. Uh, you guys had said, what's Tumblr? And I said, now this takes place in 2013. And I was like, oh, it's, it's something like really old from MySpace yeah. days. And the next day I was like, that can't That's be right. Not. Because I know for a fact I was on like Facebook and Instagram in 2013. Um, MySpace heyday was 2005 to 2008. So Tumblr and MySpace had nothing to do with each other. Um, and I'm 100%, I, I don't really know what Tumblr was. I remember seeing pictures on it. I think you posted like, but not even, I don't know. I honestly oh, don't know right. what Tumblr was. I think it was like a vlog or a picture-based, hey, young people, let yeah. us know what Tumblr Put was. Put it in the comments. Leave a comment below what Tumblr was. Neither one of us used it. And then this isn't um, a correction. I guess it's a little bit of a follow-up. We were talking about Port Costa last week. Yeah. With the warehouse, my favorite bar, the Burlington Hotel, which is the haunted... The former brothel. Former brothel. And I just wanted to let you guys know, if you're in the Bay Area, also in Port Costa, there's one of mine and my husband's favorite restaurants. It's called the Bull Valley Roadhouse. And it is fantastic. Very much in the same vibes as the Burlington Hotel, but just upgraded. But it's that kind of like... I don't even know how to describe it. Like... It's just great. And the food's incredible. Their fried chicken is a maze. Now, so you had talked about, like, feeling dirty and underdressed or whatever and going to the bar. This sounds like a relatively nice restaurant, but would you still feel comfortable going into it? Not post-mushroom hike. Yeah. But. You still don't need to be, like. You don't have to. I mean, you it, when my husband and I went the first time it was not valentine's day but it was valentine's day weekend and it was at night okay. so people were more dressed, dressed up because yeah. it was like a special weekend right but i would go in On there the average mm-hmm. you know jeans and a nice shirt and yeah. some nice shoes and you're ready to rock you don't have to be in a suit or anything right um but yeah i definitely wouldn't go <laughs> how i'm dressed now yeah <laughs> ugly old troll but i would go to the warehouse go how the i warehouse. am dressed now yeah, so figure go. that out perfect um there you go. That Those are all my follow-ups, all the things to talk about. I had told B earlier that I'm listening to a podcast called In the Dark that if you guys are true crime fans, you've probably already listened to. I'm new to it, but if you haven't heard of it, give it a listen. The whole first season's about the, um, the kidnapping of Jacob Wetterling, and it's a real investigative journalist. It's not fun and funny like our podcast. It's like a real true crime podcast and she goes deep she does a great job and the police department that handled the jacob wetterling case let me tell you something she gives them she goes hard she has receipts and facts and she's ready to like i almost felt offended for them where i'm like damn bitch you went hard in the paint she brings up stuff from their past and she's like here's this case that you fucked up and here's this case you fucked up and i love that she holds them accountable man that's great. So in the dark, if you want a serious podcast, it's really, really good. And I know they have a second season, but I'm not sure what it's about. So 
I'll give you all an update on that later. Great. Anything else you want to talk about, B? Date night. We had girls night. We had girls night and that was so much fun. I can't believe we didn't talk about this last time because Bailey and I have a long history of going to hotels for parties. Yeah. Like how many years did you do that for your birthday party? Probably. Okay. So I was thinking about this recently. I think Beauty and the Beast was the first and that was fifth. I was five. I was five. No, you weren't five for Beauty and the Beast. You were five for Little Mermaid. Maybe I was in the fifth grade. No. Nope. You would have been in the second or third grade. It came out in like 92, 93. All right. Well, whenever Beauty and the Beast came out yeah. was for sure my first hotel I mean, early day. 90s, before 95, yeah. because it went, it was like, I know for a fact Little Mermaid was 89, because okay. that was my first movie I saw in the theater. Okay. And then they kind of went on a tear after 1990, where somewhere, it's all mixed up, but like Aladdin, yeah. Beauty and the Beast... Um, what else am I thinking of? It's like Disney's golden age, right? And then in 95 came Lion King. And right mm-hmm. after Lion King came Pocahontas. Okay. And the only reason I remember that is because at the credits of the Lion King, they had the can't, the paint and the colors of the wind song, mm-hmm. like as a preview. Like, look at what mm-hmm. we have coming up next. So I would say 93-ish. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. when it began. For sure. And then the last one we had there, I wasn't friends with Bailey in elementary school. Um, I didn't become friends with Bailey till sixth grade, which here in California is middle school. Mm-hmm. But the last one we had there was our freshman year of high school, sophomore year of high school. Yeah, because we couldn't drive. So right. Whenever we, yeah, whenever we couldn't drive, I'd say freshman year. In all fairness, I didn't drive till I was 19. But yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm trying to think of the friends we had there and I feel like it was Fresh no, because here. some shit went down in those rooms. Let's let's sophomore. Yeah, let's let's up it to sophomore. Mm-hmm. But wasn't that girl Sarah there, and we stopped being friends with her senior year, or maybe it was her senior year, and we were sophomores. Like, okay, yeah. sophomore year. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you guys give a fuck about what we're talking about. But we used to just know that some shit went down in some hotels and they might be haunted by our memories. <laughs> Dude, when I think about the shit we did in those hotels and the staff members who had to fucking deal with us. And the other people. We used to. So the hotel we're talking about is the Embassy Suites. And it's nice because like every room you get like a mini apartment. You get a kitchen, a living room with a pull out bed, like an actual dining room table. And then a whole bedroom with the door that closes. And then, of course, a bathroom. Two bathrooms? One bathroom. Still one bathroom? One bathroom. Um, And then you get like this. Happy sh- hour. You get happy hour where you get. Free breakfast. And we're talking legit. They'll make you an omelet breakfast. Yeah, but breakfast. you just switch from happy hour to free breakfast. So you get happy yes. hour where you have like, don't they automatically give you a drink ticket? And then yes. you can also buy extra drinks. Correct. And snacks. And snacks. And then in the morning, their breakfast isn't like, oh, it's a continental breakfast. Uh-uh. Girl, they got like a uh, do like a customized bacon omelet station. to order. Mm-hmm omelets bacon pancakes waffles they're cooking it all for you and then any kind of like grab and go foods you want cereals and fruits and yogurts and beverages i can't tell you how many glasses i've stolen from them (laughs) i can tell you right now i have at least four in my house from the last time we went my mom took them like hey these are really nice i remember the last time we had it uh, your birthday there. So first of all, we're playing hide and seek everywhere. We're playing truth and dare everywhere. Because that's what kids used to do. 
it was absolutely nuts. And then by that age, Bailey and I had already started drinking. So I remember everybody else playing with the Ouija board and actually getting scared, which is hilarious. Of course. And you and I were just drinking and we're yeah. like, okay, guys. <laughs> like, Remember when we found the library on the second floor? Yes. And that then we was had... life changing. Because was... again, it had a sink and a bathroom and that huge fucking table. Yes. And it was like our own other room that our and parents nobody... didn't even know existed. Nobody knew we were there. I'm sure we weren't allowed to be in there after no, hours. Of course. It was, we were uh, playing Truth or Dare. And now, I mean, I don't know if my mom's listening to this. Cover your ears, <laughs> Cover mom. It's the first time I ever kissed a girl. And it was on a dare. I kissed our, I don't know if I want to say her name on the podcast, yeah. but we had a super hot, like, goth friend who had, you know, this beautiful, long, lime green best. hair. Yeah. Super sweet. My first ever girl kiss happened in that library. Ever, yeah. Best first girl kiss ever. So there you go. We love partying in a hotel. Yeah, we just love a good hotel moment. We did not play Truth or Dare this time because we're old and washed up. But I do remember being drunk and running down the hallway and the hotel <laughs> We're rooms. opening other people's rooms. <laughs> The hotel rooms were in. You had to like slam the door shut to get them to close all the like, way. And even then you had to like hold it and wait for it to make that little automatic click noise. Like so you yeah. know that it actually shut. So I think we were walking our girlfriend down to the lobby. So we were drunk, drunk by then. And then I remember running through the hallways and just like pushing people's doors open just a little bit. Yeah. I wasn't slamming them no. open. Just enough to like make it be awkward. a shit. Yeah. But then I ran past. So they had no idea. They probably thought the hotel was haunted. They probably think it's a ghost. Yeah, we ran past so far, like four doors down, and like fumbling the key trying to get in our room. Oh my god, what is wrong with us? I know we're moms. We're just trying to be fifteen again, guys. We're trying to keep we're, it going. We're gonna relive this youth as long as we can. All right. Did we already talk about Robert Pattinson having COVID? <laughs> I cannot remember if we already talked about it. Well, in case we already did, let's just. Really nail it in. <laughs> Robert the, the has COVID nineteen guys. Uh, Batman's been yeah because we temporarily. talked about the Rock and all that. I know, but then our mics cut out, so I don't know if that was before <laughs> or after the mic. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how I'm going to get through this story because I'm already a little drunk and I haven't even started the podcast yet. And I don't think the heat is helping. We're, the pod shed is not too hot it's not that it's hot it's that we don't have like circulated air right right we're just, we're just like in here with our alcoholic <sighs> breath breathing on each other just booze Me and heat because it's still probably at least 90 something degrees oh for sure i'd say if i had to gauge right now it's at least like 97 and our stupid window in the pod shed's too small for any window ac i've looked everywhere and obviously we can't have a fan running with the while we're recording because then you guys wouldn't be able to hear us. Right. You want to get all that quality. <laughs> yeah. All the quality that we're bringing to the table right now. Um, oh, so 40 minutes later, do you want to talk about our cases? What do you yeah. want to do? Uh -huh, I do? OK, perfect. Oh. This week we are doing the backpacker murders. Ooh, see, I don't know what the actual names are. Sorry, people. Yeah. Let me take that out of my mouth. The actual names of the <laughs> That murders. was a joint in her mouth, guys. Yeah. Stop. Get your Ooh. mind out of the gutter. The Backpacker Murders and um, a movie that they based on it called Wolf Creek, which is Bailey's part of the podcast. So let me take a sip of my wine. And we'll do Bee's going to spark up her joint. And I'm going to get into the Backpacker Murders. All right. So I actually knew nothing about the Backpacker Murders. Um, 
I've been feeling kind of shitty this week, so I adjusted my homework last night while watching Married at First Sight and then reviewed my notes today. So, um, listen, guys, I've been drinking wine. We're going to try to get through this. Indicative of that is the fact that... Indicative. (laughs) Indicative of that is the fact that Every single thing I'm about to tell you I got from Wikipedia. I went to no other sources. I cross-checked. Wiki, wiki, what? I cross-checked a little bit, and I was like, eh, it looks about the same. So thanks, Wikipedia. So in Australia, beautiful Australia, I wish I could visit you one day. Would you visit Australia? If it didn't take 24 fucking hours to get there or if I could fly <sighs> at least business class. Give me one of those pods. For sure, and I'm good. For sure, you have to do first class or business class. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think as flights go on in the world, it's going to be more accessible. And it's not even the flight. I am just like a horrible traveler. You you get really bad jet lag and anxiety. Like leading up to it, I'm a fucking yes. hot mess. And then you got to give me at least two days into the vacation to just be fucking pure garbage before yeah. I can actually then get my shit together and enjoy the vacation yes our I'm sweet so thankful that my husband tolerates that shit our sweet <laughs> bailey's a little bit of an anxious person um so that's how she handles her stress is by ocd anxiety cleaning and stressing out for a week but yeah i, I feel the same way flying gives me a lot of anxiety i'm i mean i hold it in you wouldn't be able to tell yeah. but i'm not a great flyer i don't like or it drink it off and that's always a great combination. I've tried it once and I felt so sick when I landed. Yeah. I was like, nope, that's not, not the way to it. go. It's all about <coughs> Diet Coke and water. Um, but yeah, I feel the same way. Like I would need. So am I going to be there for a month? Like, yeah. are we going to make this flight worth it? Right. Because I'm not doing this shit for even a week. No. It has to be at least two to three weeks. Yeah. Because and I guarantee you it's going to be a once in a lifetime trip. When I go trip. to Mexico. It's 10 days minimum. Right. Just to make it worth your time. Because I assume it's going to be like, like I said, I'm going to add like two days of travel, two days of me just being garbage. And then that gives me like a five day vacation. And then also how many days back at home to like unpack and reset. Right. You got to get laundry together to get back to work, get back to school. Fucking responsibilities, man. Yeah. Too much. Okay. So anyways, down under Australia. Sorry, guys. It's the best I got. There is the Belange. Here we go with the names. <laughs> Here we go. We haven't even started yet. Belonglo. 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 I like, I like Belonglo. State Forest. Just so you guys know how it's spelled. B-E-L-A-N-G-L-O. State Forest. Belanglang. Perfect. That's it. Located in New South Wales. It is... Get ready for some numbers. I'm going to throw some numbers at you. It is 3,800 hectares. Hectares? Hectares. Now, what is a hectare? I don't know, but I know that Google says 3,800 hectares equals 14 square miles. Yeah, I still, okay. Now, I have, this is. a square mile? I got you, girl. Because yeah. I said the same thing. I said, 14 square miles does not sound very big. Like, B and I come from the land of, like, national state parks where it's just endless redwood forests yeah. so i'm like 14 square miles that's not very big but i don't know what a square mile is. so then I, I texted my husband who knows everything and i said how big is one square mile how he knew the answer i don't know but he came back with so if this is incorrect 
blame my husband Lou. I love this. This but you is, didn't even think to fact check him. You're like, nope, I believe him. I believe. Wouldn't you believe Nick? Yeah. He's like, yeah. No, Nick. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, wouldn't you believe Lou? And I'd be like, yeah, no. Wouldn't I believe Nick? No, I fucking fact check that shit. Oh no. Well, I believe my husband, and he says one square mile equals. 561 American football fields. Stop. One square... <laughs> what? what? <laughs> How do we take one square mile and turn it into a bajillion football fields? I do not know if that's correct. I will that look... That sounds like some bullshit. <laughs> I will look it up and I will have a follow-up next week, guys. I know. It sounds... I will show you the te- maybe I'll put the text message on our Instagram because he he told me that and I was like what with that little emoji with big eyes I'm like that's fucking crazy that's really big so you're telling me okay repeat this Let okay me. so I my know. husband Lou yeah claims one square mile <laughs> equals 561 football fields so we're talking 561 times 14 which is. 7,854 football fields is how much fits into 14 square acres. But now I need to know how that converts into like normal, like our miles. Oh, it's I can't just, do it's, that, it's but I know much. how big a football field it, is. I do. I know. But it and remember, my brain I know, so but he's much. not talking about football stadiums. He's talking about just the field, the field. I got you. which is what, 100 yards long but ways still. and however many yards across. So let's just say that this beautiful state forest in New South Wales it's like is 7,854 American football fields big. That's crazy. I don't know how big a soccer pitch is. I know if you're listening in any country that's not American, I say football field, you're going to think soccer. I don't know how big that is, but that's what my husband says. Um I want to start like measuring in tacos or something. Like, who <laughs> it's all it's <laughs> 1.5 million street tacos big. Like, whoa, that's a lot of that's a lot of street tacos, guys. <laughs> um, so this all kind of takes place in the late 80s, early 90s, and back then hitchhiking was a real popular thing in Australia. Australia even had like a campaign about hitchhiking, um, and they were kind of very pro hitchhiking back then. It's okay. like, oh, it's a great way to get around. There's a lot of space that you have to cover. I respect that. In Australia. And it's like, oh, here's a cheap, easy way if you're backpacking, if you're camping, if you're traveling to get around. I have a question. Yep. Would you ever? No, of course not. Okay. I've gone back and forth. Yeah. Well, you're crazier than I am. I'm I'm the cautious one. And not even the idea of being a hitchhiker myself, but more so the idea of picking up a a hitchhiker. I would not. I mean... Lou and I have seen plenty of hitchhikers, especially going up and down to Mendocino all the time. You see them all the time, and we haven't picked one up yet, so there's your answer. Yeah, I know. Definitely not. Here's my question. With the kids in the car? Of course not. No. No, no, no. Of course not. And even with my husband, who's a pretty big, tough guy, he can can hold his own. And, you know, you can't hold your own against a gun. No, absolutely. So... No, I don't know what it is about me, but I do. I think about it often. But then I've also had friends... Who have hitchhiked plenty. I had a friend who hitchhiked halfway across. Like he so hitchhiked. There are obviously people out there who do this to this day. Yeah. And the guy who I'm talking about was just a dude who wanted to travel and didn't have a ton of money, but he wasn't like a junkie or yeah. crazy or anything. He mm-hmm. just, I guess, was very trusting. And 
Like, couldn't you see Bobby doing it? A hundred percent. Right. And Bobby, he would get those rides and they yeah. would be lifetime stories. Yeah. And it would, yeah, and, it would work and out And they would take him to dinner him. and he would have places to stay uh, and new friends. i already. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, of course I hitchhiked this summer across right. the... <laughs> and you're like, all right, cool. Anywho, but no, I'm not a hitchhiker and okay. we have yet to pick up a hitchhiker, so... Although, if they looked like Bobby, maybe we would have. I don't and know. That's just it. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Okay. So, September 1992, two runners discover a partially concealed body in Balonglo State Forest. <laughs> Balangalang. Balangalang. Balongo. If I'm saying it wrong, leave a comment. I'll say it right. The next day, police find a second body that's 98 feet from the first. I'm warning you guys now, I'm going back and forth between feet and the metric system so sometimes you're going to hear me say kilometers sometimes it's going to be feet i don't care i don't care makes zero difference to us yep um so police find a second body 98 feet from the first dental records confirm that it's the bodies of two missing british backpackers carolyn clark who's 21 and joanne walters who's 22 and um they went missing in April of 92. So let's just get the trigger warnings out now. Ooh. The stuff that happens to these victims in this case is brutal. So um, to all the victims, to all their families, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I even have to talk about it because of what this piece of shit did. But, you know. They made a movie about it. <laughs> it comes with the territory. So rest in peace to all the victims. No disrespect. So Joanne has been stabbed 14 times. Four in the chest, one in the neck, nine in the back, which would have paralyzed her. Mm-hmm. Caroline has been shot 10 times in the head at oh, wow. her burial site. Police actually think that she might have been used as target practice. Mm. Now, um, October 93, a local man searching for firewood finds bones in a very remote section of this state forest. And they belong to two bodies, a young couple from Frankston, Victoria, which is in Australia, Deborah Everest, who's 19, and James Gibson, who's also 19. And they've been missing since December of 89. Wow. Okay. Um, James's skeleton is found in the fetal position with eight stab wounds and a large knife cut through in his... the fetal position. Yeah. With a large knife cut through his upper spine, which would have caused paralysis. Mm-hmm. Stab wounds to the back and the chest, which would have punctured his heart and lungs. Um, and then Deborah has been savagely beaten. Her skull's fractured in two places. Her jaw's broken. There's knife marks on her forehead, and she's been stabbed in the back multiple times. Um, what's weird is they had actually already found previously, they had found James's backpack on the side of a road 75 miles north of the park so they were looking for these people at least at the time but they were looking in the wrong direction because that's where they found his backpack of course people are freaking out obviously there's a serial killer that's pretty obvious the the wounds are so similar the way they're buried is so similar um and he seems like a fucking monster so the new south wales police force sets up a task force air is what they call it and it's made up of more than 20 detectives and analysts and they warn the public from backpacking in general especially if you're a foreign backpacker of course um and they do not promote hitchhiking anymore they said just stop fucking hitchhiking and they put up a five hundred thousand dollar reward to anyone that can help lead to the arrest of 
whoever this sick motherfucker is. Now, a skeleton <coughs> is found on a fire trail during a police sweep. So they're sweeping the, the state forest and they find what they're looking for. They find another body. It's of Simone Schmidt, who's 21. She's from Germany and she's been missing since January 1991. Okay. She has eight stab wounds. Two have severed her spine, which would have paralyzed her. Uh-huh. We got the theme. Others have punctured her heart and lungs. And they find clothing on the scene, but it's not Simone's. The clothing actually matches clothing described to have belonged to. I don't think I said that right. But clothing that belonged to Anja Habshid, who's 20 from Germany. Um, and Anja went missing on December 1991 and she was traveling with 21 year old Garbor Nujbar Bauer Nujbauer sorry Garber I'm trying my best I'm not great with German they were traveling together they both went missing in December of 91 Anja and Garber's bodies are found on another fire trail um, on November 4th in shallow graves 160 feet apart from each other Anja's been decapitated and her skull is never found. Garber has been shot in the head six times. So needless to say, the police are searching, mm. trying their best. Um, here's what they have to work with. Here's their here's their evidence. All the victims are left in really remote, hard to get to places in this state forest, which apparently is humongous. Yeah. Um, and they're all found under pyramids of sticks and ferns. So they've all been buried, you know, pretty similarly. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Yeah. Um, they all have multiple stab wounds to the torso. Um, quite a bit of them, the stab wounds would have paralyzed them. Many of them have been sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Many didn't die right away. Yeah. The killer spent a lot of time with the victims before and after the murders they find campsites near almost all the bodies with um, matching like bullets and, and shell casings that match the guns that would have been used, you know, yeah. the murder weapons. Um, most of them have been killed in pairs and most of them had been hitchhiking their way around Australia while they were backpacking and they've all been buried separate from each other. Right. Police believe it's a local man. Or, sorry, a local person. Right. I guess they're assuming it's a man due to the fact that it's so much physical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, They believe it's a local man that that owns a four-wheel drive vehicle because of how far into the forest they are. Mm -hmm. And they actually think it's probably several killers for them to have been able to overpower couples like this. And that, you know, there's just too many victims for it to be just one person doing Mm -hmm. all this work. Um. So they get their list down to like 32 people, I think it was. And I didn't read up any follow-up of whether or not the person they found was on that list or not. Okay. But maybe that's a follow-up for next week, too. Now, November 19th, 1993, here comes our hero. Are you ready for him? Yay! UK's British... British's? British's. (laughs) England's one and only Paul Onions. Onions? (laughs) Paul Onions. Now, I love it, Paul. That's the best. Sorry, I like. I'm not laughing at you. I just I think it's nice. Yeah. Now Paul I onions. was letting B get the full hit of that because 
once again, Bailey doesn't listen to any podcasts. No. My favorite murder, they go on a whole tear about Paul Onions. Ooh. Karen Kilgariff just is obsessed with the fact that his name is Paul Onions. Well, how could you not be? <laughs> she, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. So I didn't tell you about it because I wanted to hear your full reaction. Oh, my gosh. But uh, we are not biting off my favorite murder when we talk about how much we love Never. the name Paul Onions. And he's a real hero. He Paul Onions solves this motherfucking case. Yes, Paul. So Paul Onions calls New South Wales Police Department from the UK. He tells them that in January 1990, he had been backpacking in Australia um, around that area. And while hitchhiking, he accepted a ride from a man known as Bill, less than one kilometer from the for from the state forest. Bill stops the car air quote bill stops the car um and then he pulls out a revolver on paul and ropes and tells him it's a robbery but paul onions runs away and bill chases him and he shoots at paul but he misses him and then paul onions flags down a passing motorist who stops like a good samaritan and picks him up and they speed away and Damn, paul. they end up going to the Bowrell Police Department. I'm not sure why it's different than the police department that's working on this case, but whatever. And, you know, he tells them what happened. He gives a statement. He gives a description of the man and a description of the dude's car. So now back to 1993, Paul calls and tells them, like, hey, remember that shit I told you guys? I told the Bowrell Police in, what was it, 91? Yeah. 1990? Um, I think it's about this dude. Yeah, 1990. Yeah, he's like, I think I know who it is. Yeah. So the uh, South New Wales Police Department goes down to the Bowerell Police and um, tries to find the original report, but it's missing. No one can Ooh, find it. Shady. But a constable has recorded details in her notebook a constable um, I love that. a female constable because of course it was a fucking woman who took the detailed notes in her notebook about a dude's statement of right. what happened to him let's go girl anyways um so paul onion's statement is corroborated by the motorist who helped him um she actually called the police on her own just like paul and was like this is what happened mm-hmm. in 1990 and also, guess who calls the police? The girlfriend of a man named Ivan Malat. So Ivan Malat is born in 1944. He's described as good looking, dark and muscular. And he is from a huge fucking family. He's got 14 siblings, 10 of whom are brothers. So it's a lot of boys in the family. God damn. He's an avid hunter. He loves weapons. He loves violence. His friends and acquaintances talk about what like a twisted kind of sense of humor he has and how obsessed he is with kind of violence and all of that shit he's kind of a dark dude um ivan and his brothers are always in trouble with the law it starts out small when he's a teenager break-ins and then it turns into robbery and then eventually ivan starts to amp it up with you know assaults and possible rapes mm-hmm. that he got acquitted for so now, February 1994, police start surveillance on Ivan Malat's house in Eagle Vale, New South Wales. Um, also, Ivan has recently sold his four-wheel drive vehicle after the discovery of Carolyn and Joanne, which were the first bodies that the police had found. Okay. 
Um, so he actually just sold his four-wheel drive. Convenient. Mm-hmm. Now, here comes Paul Onions. He's, yes, Paul. He's flying to Australia to help the case. On May 5th, 1994, he positively identifies Ivan Malat as the man who attacked him. Mm. So now May 22nd, Malat is arrested at home on robbery and weapon charges okay. for his Paul Onions assault. This gives the police enough to search his property where they find various weapons, including guns that match the murder weapons that they're looking for. Foreign currency, clothing, tents, sleeping bags, and cameras all belonging to the victims. The homes of his mom and five of his brothers are searched by over 300 police officers where they um, find 24 weapons, 250 kilograms of ammo, and more items that belong to the victims. So July 27th, 1996, after 18 weeks of testimony by 145 witnesses, a jury finds Ivan Malat guilty of all of the murders. He, recite, he receives a life sentence for each of the murders without the possibility of parole. And he's also found guilty of attempted murder, false imprisonment, and robbery of our beloved Paul Onions, which he receives six years for each of those things. Wow. But police actually think he could be responsible for at least seven similar disappearances of backpackers, but he's not talking or admitting to anything. Yeah. And then the police also still wonder if he was working with somebody. They still don't think he could have done this all by himself. But again, they have nothing to go off of. Uh-huh. They're wondering if maybe his brothers helped him. Yep. Um, but there's nothing to corroborate that. So, okay. and then um, October twenty, sorry, October two thousand nineteen, Ivan Malat dies at seventy four years old in prison. So there you go. That's the backpacker murders of. New, what was it? Is it New South Wales? Yeah. Australia. Okay. And there I didn't you have really it. I really pay close attention to where we are in the movie. I'm just like, we're in the outback. You're in Australia. Yeah. Roll with me. Here, hand me the wine. So B watched a movie called Wolf Creek. And I got to be honest, when I, when I was looking this up and I just, all I saw was the like, the like what like the image that they use the like maybe the poster or whatever like the, the girl main on the road thing that they use yeah. to promote wolf creek and i thought it looked badass i was like oh i'm really giving bailey like a good horror movie this week so b when i checked in with her was like mm, <laughs> maybe not I mean, how was it b it's it grows on me right so when i touched base with you i was like i don't know 40 minutes maybe an hour in mm-hmm. it was just it was slow to start and then shit got fucking crazy don't be shy just drink it out of the bottle me i mean might as well <laughs> don't be shy don't be shy um the movie does have a couple statistics in the beginning it says thirty thousand people are reported missing in australia every year 90 percent of which are found usually within a month but the other percent, literally zero trace, never to be seen again. Damn. Yeah. And so that I mean, I know Australia. Australia is way bigger than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Like when you see it compared to America, it's mm-hmm. like really big. But it's the only. Here's a fun fact about Australia: it's the only continent that's also a country that's also an island. Does that make sense? Whoa, whoa, whoa. So it's, it's a the country. It's a country. It's a, a continent, continent and an island. And an island. Yes. Three okay. for one. Only one. Only. 
I almost said only person on earth who can claim that. <laughs> only area of land on earth that could claim that. Okay. So we've got three friends. Liz, Christy, and Ben. We're in Western Australia. And it's like 1999. Oh, it's more recent. Mm-hmm. And they just got a piece of shit car. And they're like, let's road trip it to Sydney, which I think is either where Ben is from or he claims to like have a girlfriend there or whatever, even though he's clearly into Liz. But we'll get into that later. So along the way, they're camping out on beaches and just like random like campsites and they're video recording briefly here and there along the way. And they stop for gas in like a sketchy ass part of town. And um, I don't know if it's a bar or a restaurant or whatever, but the girls are inside and the locals are kind of fucking with them. Mm-hmm. But Ben keeps his cool and he's like trying to joke around with them like, hey, guys, how you doing this and that? And one of them gets in his face, but he doesn't instigate and they walk away like everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Get in the car and they go to Wolf's Creek. And when they get there. The sign reads, allow three hours. And they're like... For what? And that's what they said. They're like, well, does that mean to get to, like, to the top of some, like, point or this, like, but or is that to, like, get all the way across and then or to come back? So they're like, well, fuck it. Let's see what happens. It's an overcast, almost, like, rainy day. And they're just like, yeah, let's go for a hike in this fucking Wolf's Creek. So they're out there for a little bit. Um, and this is where Liz and Ben decide to like make out for the first time. So they oh. have feelings for each other. Okay. Yeah. And they do. They make it back to their car within like a three hours amount of time. Um, it's almost like a big crater in the middle. So they get to like the top of this peak in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think they said, I don't know if a bomb went off there. Or like some kind of mining thing. I wasn't paying that much attention. But they get back to their car and they notice all of their watches have stopped. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know. To- it seems super stupid and like irrelevant. And then they get in the car and the car won't start. Yeah, because that all feels more like a haunting situation. I know. I don't know why they added that in. It really doesn't play into the story at all. But <laughs> They're just like, you know, it'd be creepy. Yeah. If all their watches stopped. Yeah, so all the watches stopped car won't work and so they're like fuck it let's just sleep in the car for the night hopefully someone's gonna come wow ben tries to tell them a spooky story like make it a ghost story or like um an alien story like oh maybe the aliens are here like it's an aliens site where they landed and that's why our watches stopped working he would actually probably legit scare me with that because that would make sense to me yeah and so because <laughs> i'm so dumb as he's telling them the story they see headlights Mm. Well, actually, they see lights and all the girls are like, (laughs) and it ends up being headlights. Of course, it's some fucking random guy. He says that he's on his way back to his property and he just happened to see somebody out there. So he figured he'd come and see what was going on. He's relatively nice. He seems totally normal. Um, Maybe a little goofy, quirky. I don't know. But but not like scary no is he creepy no you wouldn't be creeped out by him 
See, that's the problem. I would have been feeding the pigeons. I would have been all over him like, hey, what are you doing? That's the problem. No, I would have been. I absolutely would have fallen. But that's besides the point. So he's like, I'm happy to tow you back to my place. And I'm sure I've got the parts on my property. Nope. I can help you guys. Anytime they offer to fix your car, take you to a gas station, change your tire, the answer is no, sir. So the girls, to be fair, are like, hey, what if instead you ask him, like Ben, go ask him to take us to town? Quick, let me let me picture Ben. Is he hot? Yeah. Is he And is he like kind of manly or is he like the dude on Married at First Sight? Definitely not married at first sight. <laughs> no, he he's a cutie patootie. So he can handle himself, you yeah. feel like. You would feel secure with Ben. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Just trying to get a mental image. Yeah. And so he does. He's like, well, how about, you know, the girls, they'd rather go to town. And the guy's like, yeah, that's too far out of my way this time of night. Like, uh-huh. I'll leave you guys here. I'm cool with that. Like, it's totally up to you. Or you come. Mm-hmm. So Ben's like, yeah, well, seems reasonable enough to me. <laughs> it makes sense. Don't do it, Ben. So they all climb into the car and he hitches everything up and they're on the road for what seems like a really long time. Right. They're like, are you sure this isn't easier than just going to town? Yeah. No, the girls are like, we've been driving for hours, it seems like. This is crazy. And then finally... They turn onto, like, a dirt road with no signs. Mm -hmm. And they get to his place, and he's cordial. You know, he's like, hey, let's start a fire. Make yourselves comfortable. I have a tank over there with some water. Help yourselves. They're all hanging out around the fire, and they're talking, and he's kind of, like, telling them about the area and his past. Yep. And um, they're like, well, what do you do for a living now? And he jokes, I'd tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Mm-hmm. And they all have a good chuckle. By the way, do all these people have Australian accents? No. I feel like Ben's definitely Australian, and I'm not quite sure about the girls. They might have been British. Okay. But our dude who, who picks them up, is he Australian? For sure. Okay. I, I mean... I'm assuming, but it, yeah. Or like uh, at least fake Australian, but yeah. he's got an accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, hey, you guys just relax. I'm going to go start working on your car. You do your thing. And they fall asleep around the fire. And Liz wakes up in like a, a room, a closet, a very small room mm. or a really big closet. Right. Oh. She's tied up gagged and completely alone Ugh, terrifying she cries for what seems like hours thrashes tries everything she can to get out eventually she finds a piece of scrap metal and she can cut herself free and then she's like all right well now how do i get out of this fucking room she finds a small ass window and she shimmies her way out and she sees that there's lights coming from like a workshop or a garage type of a thing and so she goes and she peeks through the window and she sees her girlfriend Chrissy or Christy and she is tied up and 
crazy backwoods dude is fucking with her. Oh, shit. Taunting her with a gun. Not good. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Worst case scenario, if you will. Oh, it gets even better. Okay, I spilled. <laughs> but what did I spill? I spilled water. <laughs> Was the cap on? No. All right. Well, there you go, guys. This, that's Bailey's Spill of the Week. We're going to have Bailey's Look of the Week, as always, but maybe we'll start doing Bailey's Spill of the Week. This week, not too bad. It was water in the pod shed, yeah. so it could have been way worse. All right. It's, it's a win. <laughs> Let's hope that's it for the night. Oh. Any hosel. So poor Christy is fucking bleeding, and he does eventually shoot her. But I'm not sure if it's, like, a pellet gun or a BB gun because, like, even though she's bleeding, it doesn't seem like the full impact of, like, actually being shot with, like, say, a shotgun. Okay? Okay. I don't know how to describe it. Could that just be bad filmmaking or it's on purpose that it's not that bad? I don't really know. It could be. So we'll go further and you tell me. Okay. Um... So then after shooting her and taunting her, he rapes her. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And so now Liz, who's watching all this from outside, is like pissed. She's like, all right, fuck this. I got to do something. OK. OK, Liz. She decides to set fire to the car that won't work mm-hmm. right at their car. Just distract him. So he does. He comes out. And he tries to put out the fire, and during that time, she goes in, and she tries to untie Christy, but she can't do it fully in time before he comes back in. But she manages to get the gun. Okay. Okay. Okay, Liz. And she's hiding. And so homeboy's back, and he's fucking with Christy again, and she pops up, and she's like, we're fucking done. She shoots him. Okay. It grazes his neck. Mm. But don't be shy. Shoot him again. She tries. So it grazes his neck. He falls to the ground. Enough blood has come out that he passes out. Or so we think. And she does. She tries to do the double tap. But she's out of ammo. Damn, girl. Either that or it jammed or whatever. But she can't get it to fucking go again. So she's like, fuck it. I'm going to do the best that we can. They do manage to get out. And they get the keys to his truck. Mm-hmm. And they get in the truck. And by the time they're in the truck, he's up. Has the gun. A real gun. Like a fucking shotgun this time. Mm-hmm. A loaded gun. And he shoots through the windshield. But they're like, fuck it. We're not going down without a fight. They try to run him over. Mm-hmm. He gets away. But they also get away. Where's Ben? Great question. We Thanks. don't know yet. All I've been worried about this whole time is poor Ben. As where he is should he? be. I know. Where is yeah, Ben? Yeah, no. We don't know yet. Mm-mm. Um, I did this like, maybe it was like a BuzzFeed quiz or something, but it was like, would you survive a horror movie? Mm-mm. And you go step by step. I will have you know, I made it all the way until the end, until this very scenario. And it's, you get in a truck specifically, and it was like, do you try to like drive away quickly or do you try to maybe it was like run over the killer or maybe the killer's in the cab with you and you have to figure out what to do from there. But that's where I died. And I think I had put drive away quickly and they're like, and you just ran into a tree. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Okay. 
So there you go. And I, I was going to ask, and I'm like, in what kind of situ- situation? Like, what kind they of... They go through the whole thing. So you're, like, going through the house, and you're doing this, and it's, like, um, almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. Like, you run into this obstacle, and do you do this, or do you do that? And it's, like, if you choose... I did one similar, but mine was, like, zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah. I think I did one for zombie apocalypse, too, and I'm sure I died in that one, too, but I can't remember it. But this yeah. one, I remember, is a little more Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. a little bit more Wolf Creek, if you yeah. will. And I died at the very end because yeah, I decided to drive away fast. instead of fighting off the killer. So, unfortunately for the girls, as they're driving off, they're not familiar with the area, right? They're in the middle of fucking nowhere, and it's dark. And they literally, like, almost drive off a cliff. Jesus Christ. But they stop right in time. And as they stop, they realize they see, like, more headlights behind them. Mm-hmm. He's not far behind. So they decide to push the truck over the cliff. Oh. And act as if they went over. I don't know if I would have done that. No. Nope. I feel like I would have just kept driving. Mm-hmm. Right. Not only that, like the way that they hid on the side of the cliff, it was just so obvious. Like he so easily would have found them because he does. He gets out of the car and looks over the edge and like has a flashlight and just like barely goes right by. Are them. they hanging off a mm-hmm. cliff? They're hanging off a cliff? They, like, crawl down beside the cliff just a little bit to, like, kind of hide. I to, guess. I, I, it's hard to describe. I don't the know. The problem is, is you and I are so clumsy that we would... Oh, we die. We uh, do way well, better no. in the truck yeah. than if we were trying to hang off the side of a cliff. Mm-hmm. For sure I'm dying. Not to mention fucking Christy has been shot. Oh, yeah. And raped. Yeah, yeah. And now you've got her clinging to the side of this fucking cliff and you're trying to be like, shh, bitch, be quiet. <laughs> Lou and I were just talking about that because I asked him if he could still do like pull-ups. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I can still do pull-ups, but not as many as many as he could when he was younger. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do one. No, I've never, never been, able. been able. I can do it with the support, like the giant rubber bands that you like put your knees in. Yeah, but that doesn't count. No. Mm-mm. And then he said, he's like, well, I just always thought about if I was hanging off a cliff, I'd, I'd want to be able to pull myself up. And I was like, I just always banked on like a shot of adrenaline to get me up. You know, I just always banked on dying. <laughs> You're like, well, <laughs> this is the way it's going to happen, I guess. Uh, so either way, he does eventually take off and go back to his place. And the girls are on foot. But like I said, Christy is fucked up mm-hmm. and she is having a hard time keeping up. So Liz is just like, look, I need you to just stay here or slowly walk your ass to the road. But I'm going to try to go find help. I need to see what's going on. She goes back looking for Ben because they had their little romantic connection. And because she's a good person uh, in general. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would go back. And that's but... what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. She finds, like, a separate garage full of cars. Different, random Here's where you need to know how to hotwire a car, ladies. And personal belongings. Like luggage. Mm. He's got people's IDs and Very Ivan Malat. Yeah, pictures posted up all around the walls. She finds their video recorder. Uh-oh. She decides to look back at some of the footage at the shady-ass gas station. <gasps> she sees him. His truck was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very creepy. Still don't know where Ben is, but this is when hot-wiring a car comes in handy. Driving a stick comes in handy. Can you drive a stick? Nope. 
Lou and I, we have a goal to just get like a little beater. Yeah. Because it's actually hard to find like a new car with a stick. Yeah. But get like a little beater and then do you want Lou to teach you how to drive a stick? Mm Mm-hmm. Me too, because I just feel like in this scenario, yeah. what if the only car she had available was a stick? I have done it before, but I'm not confident that I could actually do it again. I will have to tell you next episode, but I feel like the advice is, is if you slam it into second, you can go for a long time, okay. even if you're like killing the clutch. Yeah, for me, it's just like getting the pedals right because you've got to do... No, I've heard that if you throw it into second, you can just go at least enough to get away Yeah, from zombies or this guy. Well, yeah, I definitely want to follow up then. So she does eventually find keys to a car, but by the time she's in the car, he's also in the car behind her. Oh, he snuck in without her seeing? Uh Wow. Pay attention, lady. Is this Liz? Yeah. Liz, pay attention. Yeah, and stabs her. Sorry, Liz. Mm-hmm. She rolls out of the car and he goes to cut her again. She puts her hand up. He cuts off all of her fingers. Ah! <laughs> no. And I li- literally, this is my favorite part of the movie. Oh, God. It's going to be horrific. So she's just been through all of this. He just cut off all of her fingers. She's wailing. Right. Of course. She's just in agony. And he looks at her dead ass just like, what's with all the complaining? <laughs> like, bitch, you shot me in the neck and I'm not fucking crying about it. Like, <laughs> all right. Sorry, sir. I just died. I'm like, what a fucking savage. Just like ruin my fun with yeah. all your fucking complaining, bitch. So he's a typical man. Good to know. Oh, my God. And he does. He severs her spine. With the hunting knife and paralyzes her. So we don't actually see her die, but we're left to, like, assume that... She's not running away anytime soon. Just, yeah, he leaves her there for dead. Where is Ben? mm -mm. Calm down. I want to know where Ben is. It's driving me nuts. Now we go back to Christy. All right, Christy. Who's been shot? Where was she shot again? Like a shoulder... But it's not like, as bad as like a normal bullet no, it, wound. No, it's not like she got like shot, shot. Like she's fucked up, but it's not like she's gushing blood mm-hmm. or bleeding internally or anything like that. Okay. So she eventually does. She makes it to the road. Mm-hmm. And it's daylight. And we've talked about the Make it to daylight. You survive a horror movie. Not but not, this bitch. not always, guys. There's always exceptions to that rule. So we have a little old man pull up he sees her tries to save her gets her in the car he goes into his trunk to like get water or a blanket or something and as he's like opening his trunk a fucking bullet comes out of nowhere jesus and he's dead this guy doesn't miss no he's done so and christy's just like i can't catch a break but she's like i've got this car i've got i can't catch a break (laughs) i have the worst luck She's like, I got the keys. So she fucking takes off, but he does also. Right. And he's all up on her. She eventually flips the car and he gets the opportunity to drag her ass out. He shoots her, puts her back of the car, sets the car on fire. Her and the old man. I mean, why? Because, no, like I said, the 10% where it's like no evidence, right. no, no trace ever to be seen again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Quick question. This takes place in 99. No one has cell phones. I looked it up. Cell phones were not like super, super common. Like 
it was the small little Nokia's or whatever. No, I know. I remember that like overseas or whatever. I know. I thought the same thing. And also, like, what what's the reception like in the middle of the outback? And if their fucking watches didn't work. <laughs> why would their stupid shitty nokia's work but absolutely i thought about that the second they go on like a three-hour hike in the middle of fucking nowhere and they even like joked about like no one would ever be able to find us (laughs) don't you feel stupid guys (laughs) Uh, all right so christy's dead so now finally finally ben's all waking up he's all what's happening guys Poor Ben. Not only is he just waking up, he's waking up like on a like a crucifix style cross. Situation. I thought you were gonna say meat hook. Okay, he's yeah, on a crucifix. Uh huh. He is nailed. <gasps> wow. Yeah, nailed to a wall, across something, and there are other dead bodies. Oh god. And he's surrounded by like caged rabid dogs, like dogs that are just like snarling and trying to get at him. Like fuck. Why? He prize his fucking body off oh my god ben yeah you savage Mm -hmm. goes out into the middle of the fucking outback backwoods whatever and he's just like screaming like somebody anybody help me whatever passes out clearly but wakes up on the side of the road and a young couple has found him okay in a car Yes, a young couple in a car. They found him. And the next thing we see is him being airlifted into um, an airplane, like a small plane. I'm Mm -hmm. assuming to go to a hospital, I would hope. And then they flash to him like in a suit, handcuffed, being taken (gasps) to court. Oh, no. They think he's guilty for the murders of of Liz and what's-her-face. And so... And the movie actually ends with crazy dude walking off into the sunset. (laughs) You know, you gotta have that image. And then some facts. It says, early investigation into the case were disorganized and hampered by confusion over the location of the crimes, the lack of physical evidence, and the alleged unreliability of the only witness. Oh. After four months in custody, Ben was finally cleared of all suspicion, and he still resides in South in South Africa. South so, Africa? Or sorry, <laughs> South Australia? Yes. I was like, wait, he moved South Australia? Yes. Yeah. So, but you say those are facts, but those have nothing to do with the original case. So but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, they made it seem like the movie was actually based on one of these things, but everything you told me was different people. Yeah, different I didn't hear about anybody like yeah. Ben who was a like a like a suspect that didn't right turn out. But you know, maybe they're like putting cases together. Like yeah. maybe that's another case that I don't know about. You know? Yeah. So I don't know, but or maybe they're trying to Blair Witch you. Absolutely. It totally could have been a Blair Witch. And that's what I'm leaning towards. But all right. So all in all, when I finally got through the slow bullshit, them in the car travel, learning about them as characters, none of that. When it got down to the nitty gritty, it was it was a great movie. Okay, so why don't we start giving it a star rating? One through five, five being amazed. I'd give it a three and a half. Whoa, that's pretty good. Yeah, I I actually ended up enjoying it. There's another one that I would watch just because the fucking guy. Like a sequel? 
Yeah, there's a Wolf Creek, too. Because <laughs> he's still on the loose. They never yeah. caught him. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's the same dude. It is the same dude. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. He came back for the second one. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. It's like I was saying, he's not intimidating. I got like Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes with the dead bodies. like mm-hmm. In the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And-, and all that. And it's not that he was like mean or aggressive he was just trying to have a good time baby you know I mean? that's how he has a good time so i don't know i don't know if i'll watch that one though i still have to rewatch the exorcist yeah no i mean i'm not gonna say that you're missing out on anything all right there you go guys wolf creek at the very least i mean look up a picture of ben because he's not bad hey <laughs> um i know i i had read somewhere that it was so disturbing coming off the actual cases of the backpacker murders that like certain theaters wouldn't show it. Yeah. I feel like the it was very murders are way more extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, even though it doesn't sound too similar, it was obviously just the idea that it was based on the backpack murderers, the backpacker M- murders, murders and that, um, like some of the details are the same, that it was very controversial in Australia yeah. and some places wouldn't even show it. Right. All right, well. Well, hey, which is also Texas Chainsaw Massacre-y. Yeah, for sure. That's super cool. I can totally put, like piece these two together. I get the same vibe. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. So there you go, guys. Movie of the week, Wolf Creek. Check it out if you want. Um, B's look of the week is based on our... The fucking dude. I don't even know if he has a name. <laughs> like, <laughs> I literally, I don't think they ever reference his name, or if they did, I wasn't fucking paying attention. Because I don't know if any of you noticed or cared, I work in investing and the stock market took a fucking dump this week. So It's been not the best week. No. We've had a couple. Both of our families have had it's, some health scares. It's been a fucking mess, man. Which, luckily, both people involved are okay. B's father-in-law and my actual dad. Um, but everybody's going to be okay. But we've been dealing with that. And... Um, you know life in general it's still COVID 19 i didn't even tell you girl okay so last night i guess this morning fucking my child has a bad dream Mm -hmm. comes into our room soft touches me (sighs) awake i'd rather die she's lucky she didn't get fucking punched in the face (laughs) like come on girl and then what happened I put her back to sleep obviously she goes back to sleep just fine but Great. i've literally just now been you're soft awake. touched awake at oh. three o'clock in the morning i have to be up at six i know like, what's even the point of going back to sleep and three o'clock in the morning the creepiest time to right? wake up so i'm just sitting there like trying to sleep i hear the jingle jangle of the cat coming down the hall my husband snoring the dog doing God knows what. And I'm just like, I fucking hate. As I say, and now Bailey hates everybody right. in the house. <laughs> everybody. Everybody can get the smoke. <laughs> I hate everybody. Yeah. B and I are both really light sleepers. Oh. Once you wake us up, we can't really go back to sleep. I had the same thing. My husband was out of town all week. I haven't slept a sound night. I've been with my husband since I was 19. So um, he's your security blanket. Yeah. It's hard to sleep when he's not there and also then i start like what's that noise what's that noise what was that Ah, even though you can't really break into my house i still am a scaredy cat 
So yeah, it's like I'm already having a hard time sleeping and then my kid gets into my bed around 12 31 in the morning and she's flip-flopping and trying to go back to sleep and it's like i'm not going to sleep until 2 2 30 in the morning (laughs) i i read a bunch of books while he was gone i read almost three books while he was out of town because i just read all night um but yeah so we've been sleep deprived i've been feeling like shit for the past two days so i am not participating in the look of the week i'm i look like a troll she is in spirit (laughs) i don't even have makeup on Bailey is getting me exactly how I am today, which is not pretty. But B is wearing, she looks like the dude from the movie. She yeah. looks like a an outback and serial killer. And maybe a little bit too much like the dude from the movie. Because as I was getting dressed tonight, my husband walked in on me. And he's like, it's almost too creepy <laughs> how much you can make yourself look like a dude sometimes. <laughs> it was like very dim lighting and I am wearing his clothes. So, yeah. And she's she put on her little fake mustache. I really tried to like do the facial hair because I thought that was really significant for his character since I couldn't learn his name. The least I could do was like emphasize the, mm-hmm. the facial hair. Yep. I thought you looked great. I've only seen I saw a quick picture of him when I Googled it wolf creek and as soon as you walked into my house i was like oh yeah i i see it mm-hmm. looks exactly like him um so you will be able to see pictures of b's look of the week pictures that have to do with the case on okay now i have to sober up long enough to remember all of our social media um what are we on ig we're on thc Inst- podcast yep instagram instagram we're thc podcast twitter we're thc true and we are also thc podcast on tiktok baby i'm making tiktoks we have like clips from the show maybe some behind the scenes action if i feel up to it i'm still trying to figure out tiktok hey by the way um gen z wants to let us all know this lady who's a millennial like us she posted a tiktok today about how um the laughing emoji with the tears in its eyes are out that's out oh gen z doesn't use that oh if they're laughing hysterically about something it's the actual crying emoji or it's the skull oh like deceased yes yes so and she said to stop filming ourselves from the above angle and she said gen zers film straight Straight on they're giving it to us they're giving it and they're (laughs) i almost died because i don't want anyone on tiktok to know that i'm an old millennial so i try like to adapt how they talk and everything. And I'm like, I've outed myself on a thousand comments with my fucking laughing emoji. They're like, this old bitch. (laughs) You're fucking teary eyed. (laughs) Laughing emoji. It's so funny. So if you're trying to be a a cool millennial, stop using the tear laugh emoji. Yeah, I would use the deceased for sure. I I use that sometimes. And then, yeah, they're like, uh, somebody was like, I just like to keep it vintage. I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. So there's your tip of the week. And then everyone was laughing about the angle of the phone because they're like, oh, it's we do that because we're not skinny anymore. Like yeah. you skinny Gen Zers. Like, yeah, face on. We're beyond with your that. fucking fillers and your contour. And you're beautiful. Uh, no, I just came across a fucking millennial TikTok that's all about like, how did we miss out on the makeup stage? Like Girl, our my makeup, makeup used to be my makeup was so tore up for years. Right, it was horrific because we didn't have YouTube or anything to go off of. No, that's what all of the people on this TikTok are saying. They're like, we had like the smelly chapsticks <laughs> and the fucking 
horror like no eyebrows mm-hmm. the ridiculous liner yeah white faces as white as you white and as get. cakey as you can get the right? thicker the powder yeah and like the either like dark mauve like lips oh yeah and it's like we totally missed out on like the glowy dewy look that everyone nope we like the chalky powdery <laughs> i might have died a week ago look Am I a corpse? Dying because it's so true. Like, oh, the thin, thin eyebrows. Mm -hmm. I went through, um, (laughs) like, my entire eighth grade year was as much cobalt blue eyeshadow as I could put on my face. Yeah. Just blue eyeshadow. As blue as blue. As blue as as you get with purple lipstick. And I thought it was the look. But I will say, by the time we got to, like, high school, I, for the time, my makeup was pretty good. Yeah. Because it was the very like Mac store, yeah. like Mac girl makeup. And I could do that. And I've been really good at my makeup since. But yes, I went through a very hard phase in the mid 90s when we were in do middle school. Do you remember the first time you tried to do my makeup? And then I realized that that look that I do on myself. not fucking work. <laughs> it's not for everybody. That's the problem is my makeup always looked good for me, mm-hmm. for my face and eye shape. And then they're like, oh, do it on me. And I'm like, I can't. And I would do it. And it would always look horrific. But I can't even remember what class we were in. But that shit was. I think was... we were at my house. We weren't no, in a No, we were in a classroom. <laughs> we were in a motherfucking classroom. Why are we so bad at life? No, it was like. A like classroom. A study hall or something. Like, I feel like it was a movie that we were supposed to watch. And you're just like, this is boring. I'm going to do your makeup. And that is such a middle schooler thing that I had all my makeup with me. Oh, absolutely. For no reason. Yeah. Why did I have eyeshadow and eyeliner with me? Because <laughs> well, we were 12. Like a whole bag of... Uh, the, no, it had to have been high school because if I was good at my makeup and you wanted me to do your no, makeup. No, it was definitely a high school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Once again, why? Did, well, that's easy. I was never at home. So I had to have all of my makeup and shit with me because I wasn't going home afterwards. No. And I had to touch up that eyeshadow, baby. I can't. <laughs> it's so amazing. Um, oh. Anywho, we are. This is a mess. <laughs> we're always a mess. This is. And by the way, guys, when we were talking about the pod shed, our mics have cut out about three <laughs> times. So, so I'm whatever gonna, you get. On Tuesday, just woo. Um, excuse me. First of all, I posted on Sundays. Oh, oh Sundays? Yeah, it's always on a Sunday. I feel like I you listen to it Monday at work, B. <laughs> when do you think I post it? I try to post on Sunday because my thinking is that I can get it done early enough for a Sunday post. Then people are like cleaning their house, okay, or doing their Sunday spiel. Let us know in the comments. What are you doing? Comment below. <laughs> What are you doing on your Sunday? What day of the week are you listening to us? Our theory. How old are you? Where are you from? Hi. Send us nudes. Just kidding. Um, Our theory was that we would sit. First of all, the name of the podcast we were thinking would be funny if it was See You Next Tuesday, which stands for cunt. And that we could at the end say, see you next Tuesday and upload on a Tuesday. And then, of course, somebody else already yeah, had that other idea. other people are just as clever There's an actual us. podcast Shocker. that actually uses that great idea. So um, I say something similar. I wonder if you guys will ever pick up on it. If you do, leave a comment right. down below. <laughs> I hope we see you guys on TikTok. We love TikTok. Uh, I will make more TikToks, I promise, once my millennial ass figures out cool ones. We're a fucking mess. I don't know if we should make one tonight. It might be a regrettable one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll 
keep doing this. We will keep doing podcasts. Tell a friend, tell a family member, anywhere that's not iTunes, you can listen to us. You can follow us on THC Podcast on Instagram, and we have a link to our website that always has the new episodes. So, you know, help spread the word. Help help some sisters out. Follow yeah. us on Spotify. God We're damn. good for a laugh. Come on. I mean, I think so. Once yeah. again, hey, Lou, listened to our last one. I was really happy about it. And did he laugh? I don't know. He said it was, he's like, you silly bitches. And I'm like, See? yeah, it's good enough. Yeah. I just like to listen to it because we were talking about Port Costa. And I'm like, my husband is screaming at me yeah, right now. He actually course. listened to it. Aww. And B's husband listens on the low, too. So, Nick, we're, we're on to you. We yeah, know that you're listening. Know. All right, guys, that's enough. We got to go before we black out. I know. Um, say goodbye, B. Bye. Bye. Thanks Love for you, everything. Bye. And we will see you next time.